Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Donald Trump trades jabs with China. More tariffs, anyone? Plus, the U.S. slaps sanctions on the Russian president's inner circle, including his son-in-law. And the Trump calls his embattled EPA chief a good man, which may be cold comfort for Scott Pruitt. We'll explain. This is the State of America Tonight. We've already lost the trade war. We don't have a trade war. We've lost the trade war. We're not running a trade war. This is just a proposed idea. Provoking China is a very risky move. No rational person would willy-nilly walk into a full-scale trade war with China. I think that... Even if he isn't horrified by the individual abuses of power here by Pruitt, this is starting to reflect back on the White House. For all the talk of Trump being loyal, he's only loyal until he's not. Hello, I'm John Avalon, live in New York, and this is the State of America. President Trump is once again rattling U.S. markets and surprising top advisors as he threatens China with a new round of tariffs. The Dow plunged on news of Trump's proposal, which would slap an additional $100 billion on China. And while the markets may tumble now, the president says the U.S. will benefit in the long run. The easiest thing for me to do would be just to close my eyes and forget it. If I did that, I'm not doing my job. So I'm not saying there won't be a little pain, but the market's gone up 40%, 42%, so we might lose a little bit of it. But we're going to have a much stronger country when we're finished. But Republican Senator Ben Sass received Trump's plan with about as much enthusiasm as Wall Street, saying, quote, hopefully the president is just blowing off steam again. But if he's even half serious, this is nuts. This is the dumbest way possible to do this. Now, Larry Kudlow, the president's top economic advisor, had a more measured response, even though he just learned about the plan last night. Nothing's happened. Nothing's been executed. I read about how there's no there there yet, but there will be. Tariffs enter the picture, negotiations enter the picture, the WTO enters the picture. You follow? And you've just got to walk through this process, and we'll see. Hopefully, this will have a very happy ending. And what about Trump's prediction that Americans should brace themselves for more stock market swings? Kudlow? I don't want to go there because you know what? Our economy is in fine shape. I don't want to talk pain. I I want to talk progress on a very important issue. Well, the White House is touting progress on another important issue, 
unveiling new sanctions on seven Russian oligarchs with ties to Vladimir Putin, along with 12 companies they own or control. The sanctions also take aim at 17 senior Russian government officials. Uh, this administration has been tough on Russia. What we all want at the end is good relationships with Russia when it comes to being able to have a stabilized uh, re region. But that, of course, would include that Russia does not move forward with bad behavior. Now, one of those Russians targeted has ties to former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort. His name is Oleg Deripaska, and he's done business with Manafort extensively in the past. In 2016, Manafort reportedly offered to brief Deripaska on the campaign. The subject seems to be a sensitive one for the wealthy Russian. So here's what happened when CNN's Matthew Chance tried to ask him about it last year. Did he, did he owe you millions of dollars? It's the news for idiots, if you don't understand. Did he offer those private briefings to you as a way to try and repay that debt, Mr. Deripaska? Can you just ask me that, please? It's a big issue in the United States, sir. Did he offer you those private briefings to try and repay some of that debt to you? Is that why he offered them? Get lost, please. Thank you. Meanwhile, back here at home, rumors continue to swirl about the fate of Scott Pruitt, the EPA administrator who is mired in an ethics controversy. Sources tell CNN that several of the agency's top officials were sidelined or demoted for raising red flags about Pruitt's expensive tastes in travel, his office, and oversight of the agency. But the president is standing by his man for now. Now, Mr. Trump also president battled EPA leader as a good man, which might be the last thing that Scott Pruitt wants to hear right now, because that compliment from Trump seems to be the kiss of death for cabinet members. Reince is a good man. We'll see what happens with Mr. Bannon, but he's a good person. Rex is a very good man. I like Rex a lot. You're doing Thank a great you. job. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Finally, on this very busy Friday, the president is speaking out on an issue that has dominated headlines for months. That would be, of course, the porn star suing the president, Stormy Daniels. So the president is putting it all on Michael Cohen, his attorney, and Stormy Daniels' attorney is seizing on those words, saying his client's nondisclosure agreement is invalid because one of the parties, that would be the president, says he knew nothing about it. Now, a Georgetown law professor who specializes in contracts says the president may have blundered by breaking his silence. David Super tells the Washington Post that, quote, nothing in the contract and nothing in his remarks suggests that he had given Cohen the right to make binding commitments on his behalf. With these commitments, we are almost certain to see this litigation play out in a public court case rather than in private arbitration. But not so fast, says one CNN legal contributor. What I see happening here is the president is setting up the defense that Cohen was sort of his minister of disgruntled mistresses. In other words, he was 
he had his lawyer acting as an agent to go out and negotiate settlements with people who might cause problems for him. If it turns out that Cohen had general authority to negotiate on behalf of the president, it's a legal contract. CNN's Dan Merrick joins me now from Washington. Dan, the President Trump says this new tariff threat is in response to what he calls, quote, unfair retaliation. What does that mean? And why did Larry Kudlow find out about it late last night? It seems to be there's a bit of good cop, bad cop at the White House between President Trump and Larry Kudlow. President Trump is trying to ratchet up the tension with China. It's something that animated his 2016 campaign, certainly. This is something he has been talking about for a number of years now. Now, Larry Kudlow, who, as you well know, just joined the White House, is trying to uh, soften that message a little bit. It's telling reporters that he doesn't like tariffs, that this is all part of a negotiating tactic. So it's a bit of, you know, Trump is using the sledgehammer while Kudlow is using the stick in a way. Obviously, you know, what President Trump is trying to do is say, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be tough on Russia, on China, excuse me. I'm going to be tough on trade. And I actually, something stuck out to me today where a White House press secretary, Sarah Sanders, was briefing reporters this afternoon. And she said, President Trump is going to, quote, do something and be tough on China. That kind of encapsulates how President Trump looks at almost all issues, but especially trade, an issue that he has wanted to, quote, be tough on for a long time. As you well know, though, there are political ramifications to these tariffs and this tit-for-tat response with China. There are a lot of soybeans grown in the Midwest. There is a lot of pork produced in Iowa and Minnesota and North Carolina. And there are certainly a lot of oranges grown in Florida and California. All of these states would be directly impacted by these tariffs. All of these states have uh, Senate and House races that are critical to the president in 2018. And those political ramifications could loom large in this decision-making process, John. They sure could. Thank you, Dan. Do something and be tough. There it is. Coming up, President Trump has offered many kind word about his employees right before he fires them. So should Scott Pruitt be worried? That's next. U.S. President Donald Trump says his environmental chief Scott Pruitt is doing a great job. That's despite reports that Chief of Staff John Kelly wants Pruitt booted. Sources tell CNN officials who raised their concerns about seemingly unethical behavior by Pruitt were sidelined or demoted. Talk about that and more of the panel tonight. Brian Karam, CNN political analyst and executive editor of Sentinel Newspapers. Errol Lewis, CNN political commentator and political anchor for Spectrum News. Margaret Hoover, CNN political commentator, Republican consultant, and full disclosure, my bride. And John Laval, Trump supporter and regional vice chairman of the New York State Republican Committee. Gentlemen and lady, how are you all? Good to join you. The deck is stacked. The deck is stacked. The news is stacked. Scott Pruitt is being called a good man. Is that the kiss of death? Let's take a look at just some of the controversies that he's, he's brought on himself in the last couple of days. He's gotten the sweetheart deal from a room from an energy lobbyist. He raised his salaries and lied about it. He asked security to use sirens to cut through traffic. He reassigned staffers. He got big security details. He, I got a 120K trip to the Vatican. And on and on and on. And yet, Margaret, the president says he's a good man and doing fine. Kelly wants him out. Should Scott Pruitt buy green bananas? <laughs> Orange jumpsuits. Um, yeah, it's not a short I would stock, right? It's a, the stock's are short right now, is Scott Pruitt, I suppose. Um, look, the kiss of death is always when the president's weighing in, saying he has, as you artfully pointed out. Um, Scott Pruitt should go. 
I mean, Scott Pruitt, for a number of reasons, should go. He is, uh, the, the, if you could measure the morale at the EPA, it's actually lower in, that, at the EPA than it was at the State Department under Rex Tillerson. Um, I don't know that been be measured, actually. A, 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 and, um, but, it's, but it's not just about a morale of the employees. It's about a clear direction, and it's about abuse of authority and abuse of power. Well, and uh, that it seems to be a pattern. All the best people. All the best people. As we know. But now there are precisely three Republicans in Congress who agree with you. And Chief of Staff John Kelly. John J. Laval, question for you. You are from Long Island, Suffolk County, Teddy yes. Roosevelt territory. That Republican environmental tradition. Pruitt's distinguished himself primarily by rolling back regulations. He's been pretty focused on that. Industry seems to be happy. Can you tell me any environmental regulations and protections he's put in place? Well, you know, part of his job was to remove some of the burdens and regulations and some of the things that were not warranted. Uh, but these matters are a distraction. These other issues. Do you think he should go? Are you saying that? Whoa, 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 whoa. It's not a distraction. The, the problem with the guy is not the distraction. The problem with the guy is corrupt. The problem with the guy is he has destroyed the EPA. There were scientists when he first came on board who weren't allowed to send out their opinions about climate change. They were sequestered. They were, they were squelched. This guy is an anathema to the EPA. He's got to go for that reason alone, not to mention the but, fact that he's violently corrupt. Well, Eric, what is the distinction between an ideo- a genuine ideological difference and applying that to something like the EPA and actually malfeasance, undercutting the mission of the agency. Well, it sounds like he's uh, maybe crossed that line in a couple of places. And let's keep in mind that uh, Pruitt has a lot of powerful allies. The Wall Street Journal editorial board uh, you know, put out a statement saying, why aren't more people coming to his defense for exactly the reason that you suggest, is that there's some people who genuinely think the government has no business getting as involved as it does in people's daily lives and in the life of commerce. And then there are those who sort of, sort of see this a little bit less uh, sort of broadly. And what you see is deals being cut, favors being exchanged, the swamp sort of being stirred around. And right in the middle of it is Scott Pruitt, who on top of everything else, I think one, one part of his undoing is he seems to have a taste for luxury. The guy just doesn't want to fly coach. You know? <laughs> I mean, he's got to fly first class. Well, he's got to charter jets. He's got to have uh, the big desk. He's got to and, have and the big office. And he's a 20-member security <clears throat> entourage, no, as if he was a prince. Yeah, no, there, there's clearly some problems there. And in fairness, the swamp metaphor really goes right to the heart of his constituency. It's either him or Ryan Zinke has control of swamps, and he thinks he's not distinguished himself. He actually does with the environmental but, protection agency. Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what the point I'm making. But, um, but Margaret, let me ask you this. Um, why does Donald Trump take the phrase good man as a precursor to cutting somebody off? You worked for George W. Bush. The, one of the things I loved about the Bushes was their base compliment was he's a good man, and they meant it. Why does that seem to be all twisted around with this I'm not, president? I, look, I, I, I can't pretend to get into Donald Trump's psychology, although I guess we've all spent a year doing it here on, here on all of these new, news networks. Look, what, what I do know and I, what I think we should point out is the reason that he should go is because he's corrupt and because he is not um, implementing any sort of vision or leadership in that trip. And there is a very different philosophy Republicans have about environmental control versus, versus Democrats. You guys and I are going to disagree about what the EAP should, EPA should do. I'll throw both and sides under the bus. But, yeah, but, 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 the, but the reason he should go is because he's abusing power in government. And the ideological sort of platform of the Wall Street Journal editorial board and the conservative movement uh, is excusing immoral and outrageous abuse of power for the sake of ideology. We got it. We got to leave it there for right now. We're going to come back after the panel, but I'd say a tough report card for Sat Brut from this crowd. Coming up next, markets take a tumble as President Trump ratchets up the China tariff threats. 
Our panel weighs in on escalating trade war fears next. A rough day on Wall Street as markets are rattled once again by tariff threats. Here's a look at the Dow, down now 685 points with little more than one hour of trading to go. That's rough, folks. This comes as President Trump moves to potentially triple his proposed levies on Chinese goods to $150 billion. And China is likely to follow suit. But don't call it a trade war. No, President Trump says there isn't one because we've already lost. So what's the end game here? Let's get back to the panel. This is having a real toll on the markets, there's no question. But there's also a serious problem with China. Ben Sass savaged the president with his tweet today, saying that if this was just more than blowing off steam, it was nuts, the dumbest way to do it. But that raises the question, what is the right way to do it? John. The president is an amazing negotiator. And these are, these are the tactics he uses. And I'm going to tell you, he has been successful and he's going to continue to be successful. And, you know, you see what happened in North Korea. He says, oh, he's going to create a, a world war. Didn't happen. Well, now yeah. they're going to meet. Yeah. Now Let, you see let's this. Let's focus and on China. Because listen, actually they're connected with North every Korea. Every candidate that runs for reason. office talks about this trade deficit. They talk about how it's hurt America. How it's hurt the American workers. It's amazing that he's t- now taking care uh, of the uh, American workers. So, so John's point is he's defend. taking action. He said he would. He's doing it. Margaret? Look, I... There are many conservatives and Republicans who would argue, myself included, that the trade deficit in and of itself isn't necessarily the problem. But the way you sort of go about it, Ben Sass is right. There's a, there's a diplomatic way to go about sort of leveraging um, soft power to, to have an economic influence. Mm-hmm. One of those ways could have been to join the Trans-Pacific Partnership, right? Well, to have 11 TPP. other countries who are stand. now in com- competition with yeah. China, and we have no say in a one-on-one bilateral well, negotiation look, with China. And, and Richard Haas uh, made the very same point in a, in a tweet earlier today. Um, but let me ask you this, Brian. Yeah. Um, when we look at this Kerfuffle. The markets are upset. It is destabilizing. That is fair to say. But the president's got a real point in particular with intellectual property theft. He absolutely does. He's addressed that in the White House and the the White House staff has addressed that. There's two points you need to understand. When you talk about him being a negotiator, this isn't a startup business. So he loves to go over the top and then back back off. So that's one way he's dealing with it that it isn't going to work in government because you scare the markets. It's got to be done differently. He puts the cart before the horse. But when he's talking about IP, it, that is a legitimate concern from both the left and the mm-hmm. right. So he's trying to apply his methods of negotiating that he used in business in government to deal with a very real problem. And no one in government has an answer to this problem. So he's trying to impose upon government what he thinks will work, what has worked for him in the past. And it might you got to give them the, that it might, but the problem right now is scaring the living daylights out of people in the market. Well, the president says, look, there's going to be short-term pain, long-term gain. We'll see if that's the how, case. How but, short, how long? Well, that, that, define those terms. Right, the and the reality is, no, the reality, look at every nobody day. knows. And, and also, I think the real question is not what Wall Street is doing necessarily, what's happening on Main Street. And Errol, two political aphorisms come colliding here. All politics is local, Tip O'Neill, and it's the economy, stupid. Here's the fascinating thing about these tariffs that China is retaliating with. Uh, Brookings did a study that said the counties that are going to be affected by China's tariff threat seem targeted at Trump's base. In fact, 82% of the counties most likely to be affected 
went for Trump. Is this playing Russian roulette with his base? Well, uh, it, it has certainly gotten the attention of the Chinese, who have, have pretty openly said, we are going to go after the rural base of the Republican Party. We are going to go to Trump's base, and we are going to cause them pain. They could have uh, slapped retaliatory tariffs on any number of uh, goods or services. They chose soybeans. They know exactly what they're doing. They know that it is, in fact, going to get more of a response from the Ben Sasses of the world, Republican senator from Nebraska, who says, we've got to sell our wheat to somebody. We've got to yeah. sell these soybeans to somebody. You're making it much harder for us. So, yeah, that's why trade wars are disruptive. You could go sector by sector, state by state, district by district, and there are going to be winners and losers. And, and instead of uh, doing what Richard Haas suggested in his tweet, which is become part of something like the TPP, where now you've got 40% of the global economy negotiating with, uh, with, with China, we're, we're going to go it alone. Wouldn't work. Well, he's yeah. always wanted to go Wouldn't work. You need a level and fair playing field. Well, well you're not TPP gonna, resets you're not the table, but we're, we're not going to solve that debate in this that, particular conversation. But, Margaret, I want to bring it home to Iowa. Because if you really look at the states that are impacted, when China targets manufacturing, that's the upper Midwest that was decisive for Trump. Agriculture, that's the heartland, went decisively for Trump. The longest-serving governor in Iowa history, Terry Branstad, is the Chinese ambassador. Is this in part just an attempt to poke him and create pain? I, no, I mean, this is... I, I, no, it's not. I mean, I, I love being I told I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I, look, I don't. I don't think the Chinese. Um, this puts him in an uncomfortable position. But he is not in a position of policy advising to the president. He is. He is the face of the United States and China. Terry Branson is, does not have the ear of the president. Is not in a position to influence him. This is just hitting the president where it hurts. Of, Iowa went for Donald Trump of by a lot. It, it, at, at his to his base in advance of a midterm exactly. election. This is serious stuff. Guys, we're going to have to leave it there. But this is high-stakes trade war politics. Brian, Errol, Margaret, John, thank you very much. But I want to close tonight with a reality check. Because yesterday we saw President Trump in his comfort zone in West Virginia, where he literally threw away his scripted remarks on well, everything. And when Donald Trump shoots from the lip, it's often necessary to separate fact from fiction. And the president offered up two doozies yesterday we need to discuss. First was his assertion that Central American women on a caravan toward the United States are being brutalized. Listen. I used the word rape. And yesterday it came out where this journey coming up, women are raped at levels that nobody's ever seen before. They don't want to mention that. Now, it is true that there is a deep and troubling connection between human trafficking and sex trafficking. And it would be welcome for the president to raise attention and action to combat that problem. But there is no evidence that the Honduran women on the caravan traveling through Mexico have been raped, let alone at levels that, quote, no one has ever seen before. The women in the caravan, many with their children, are part of this large group in part because it provides safety in numbers on their journey. And by invoking his campaign's char announcement characterization that many document undocumented immigrants from Mexico are rapists, the president is undercutting the seriousness of the issue to score political points with his base. Now, President Trump's other off-the-cuff declaration was about voter fraud, returning to one of his favorite but thoroughly discredited talking points. Listen. A lot of times it doesn't matter, because in many places, like California, the same person votes many times. You probably heard about that. They always like to say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Not a conspiracy theory, folks. There is simply no evidence that anything approaching what Trump characterized as millions and millions of people voted illegally in 2016, an election he won while losing the popular vote. We definitely do need election reform in the United States, but that's to remove barriers for more robust citizen participation, not to fan the flames of fact-free conspiracy theories 
from the bully pulpit. And that's a reality check. This is day 442 of President Trump's administration, and that is the State of America Tonight. Check out our podcast, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. Kate Baldwin will be back from maternity leave on Monday. Be well and have a good weekend. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.